Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. William Ward said this, Failure should be a teacher, not an undertaker. And see, many times if we fail, we just say, well, we're out, that's it. I'm never going, you know, I'm never going to bounce back from this. I'm never going to, to do better in my life. But see, that is, that's not God, and that's not God way, God's way, and you know that. So don't allow failure that has happened in your life to defeat you. Proverbs 24, 16, it says, For a just man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief or calamity. And so we fall seven times, but what does it say? That we rise up again. Now, I think that seven times, I don't think, well, you know, I failed six times. I've got one more time and that's it. I don't think, I think what God was trying to say, no matter how many times it looks like your failure isn't seven, a number of completion. Well, it may look like your failure is complete. It's, you're done in. But God said, no you will rise up again. I'm telling you tonight, I got a word from God for you. You're going to rise up again. Well, my business, my relationships, you know, if you have problems in areas, find out how to fix it. You know, I used to be, and I'm not kidding you, Years ago, when, when I was in high school, I hated to read. I absolutely hated to. Book reports, any of, the, any of those things that I had to do, I absolutely hated it. How many of you can identify with that when you were in high school? Well, then though, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I got this hunger and this desire to read and know more. And I believe that's in every spirit-filled believer. Now, we might not develop it, and, we not, and you might say, well, I'm spirit-filled, but I don't like to read. I guarantee you, if you begin to read godly, spiritual works that God has out there and the Word of God, it will create a hunger and a desire. And I just want knowledge, you know? I want to know about that. I want to know about this. Now, when it gets into technical things and, you know, people who know me, they can tell you when it gets to computers and things like that, I want somebody else to find out and then you tell me. <laughs> but there's so many things that, that I'm inquisitive about and I want to know about. And I'm sure many of you are the same way too, but I think that's God in us. And, and you know, to, to just ferret out answers and, and you know, uh, get to the place to where we discover, you know, how we failed and how to overcome in those times. Now, everybody fails and we fail many times. Isn't that true? If you say, well, no, I don't, then I'll just say, I don't believe you. Because we all fail many times in different ways. But the thing about it is, do only unsuccessful people fail? Tell me. Successful people fail and unsuccessful people fail. So all people fail. So everybody is in the same boat. But it's what separates us 
is how do we deal with the failure at hand? How do we deal with it? Does everything, I, I remember, you know, uh, once we had somebody on staff with us, and this is, well, it really has happened more than one time. And every, you know, hiccup, if you know what I'm saying, or eight, you know, some things would be minor, some things would be more major, but problems and difficulties that you run into in church life, did you know that you have problems in church? Well, I can't believe it. Yeah, because we're here, right? We're all here. <laughs> and it happens. But I, I watch people, uh, you know, that have been on staff with us and how they deal with it. And the slightest little thing and everybody, oh my God, what are we going to do? I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to trust God and this failure at hand or whatever had taken place is not going to define who we are as a ministry. And see, don't let things define you that have happened in your own life. And even if somebody wants to continue to remind you about it. And believe me, many people will try to remind. Oh, I remember you when. I remember this about, uh, you know, I, uh, people do that. You know, they've been out of the church for years and then they come back and they visit or see. It's like, honey, you're stuck in 1980 or whatever it is. We've moved far beyond that point, we're not even those people that we used to be. We're not the church we used to be because we're growing in God. And see, it's the same for you individually. You're growing in God and don't let people hold you. Hold you in a failure. Hold you into what happened in your life in the past. I'm telling you, you know, you go to class reunions. My God. You know, you go and they remember who you were. They don't know who you are today. Oh, yeah, I remember this about you. And it's fun and we laugh, you know, and do all that. But I, I just always think, my God, you don't know me because that's who I was so many years ago. I was a kid and I've been through the school of hard knocks and I grew up. That can be good or bad, I guess. Okay, 2 Corinthians 1. Let's all turn there. 2 Corinthians 1. And we're going to read here in verse number 8. Are y'all listening to me tonight? It says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. Now, this word trouble here, I don't want, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant of the trouble that we were, we were in. And the word trouble, it, it's really a very interesting word and it, it has different connotations that go along with it. And really what it means is to lay a person on their back tie them up with a rope, and stick a boulder on top of them. Now, how many of you have felt like, I felt that way many times in my life. I have. I felt the pressure, and I felt that thing just on my life. And it's like, what, do you think that in that situation, if you're laying on your back, you've got that rope around you and that boulder, do you think you're going to be getting up real quickly? That means that something, despair, devastation, calamity, something happened to put that person in that situation. Well, yeah, I know that. That's the way it is in Christianity. You know, we're just, 
were just laid out flat. Thank God Paul didn't leave us there. But now I want you to, to go down here into verse number 10. See, when failure comes, he said, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will deliver us. Now, I want you to think about that. In your time of failure, when the pressure is on in your life and the difficulty is there, are you listening to me? It says God does deliver, He has delivered, and He will deliver. That covers it all, folks. I don't know if you know that. It means the past, the present, and the future, you are covered and deliverance is yours and God is going to help you get up from that place of despair and trouble and failure. And see, we have to believe though. We have to trust. He is a delivering God. He's a rescuer. And thank God He is. He doesn't leave us in conditions that we find ourselves in. And see, if you come to this church very much, those are things that you hear constantly. You are not hearing that we're going under. You are not going to hear that the government, the calamity that's going on there has to affect all of us. God said, I'll make a difference in you and the people of the world. Now, how's he going to do it? I don't know how he does it. When Egypt was in darkness, Goshen, where the Israelites were, had light. How did he do it? I don't know how he did it, but he did it. So don't try to have to figure everything out. Just trust God. Amen? Now I began to go through the scripture, and I began to look at people that had been a failure, had failures in their life. But then I want to show you the, what happened in their life, that that wasn't a position that they stayed in, that they lived in, that they camped out in, that they built the memorial to. Now listen, Moses. Do you remember Moses? What happened to Moses? He was a young man brought up in Pharaoh's house, had great provision. And one day he was there with the Israelites and there was an Egyptian that was not treating an Israelite right. And that Moses was an Israelite, right? Well, what did, what did Moses do? He lost his temper. He got mad at the Egyptian and he killed him. Okay, he killed him. Murder, think about that. Then what did he have to do? He had to run for his life. Would you call that a failure? Yeah, because God had a plan. All the time, God had a plan to, for Moses to be the deliverer, but he stepped out and he fell on his face and he messed everything up. Well, then, you know, what many people do at that point, and we all need to watch this. We all need to watch this. Oh, yeah, that Moses, look at him. He thought he was going to be, he thought he was going to be the deliverer. Who does he think he is? Look what he did. He's already messed up. God could never use him. Well, we went and hid out for what? 40 years in the desert. And one day, God began to speak to him. When he got humble, doesn't the Bible say that this man who, you know, was probably full of pride became the humblest man in the earth? Doesn't it say that? 
So a lot happened in those 40 years. I'm going to tell you, I don't want to be in the desert for 40 years. Do you? I, I don't. But you know, Moses did not stay in failure. That's a great example for us to learn from. Was Moses a great man of God? He was. God spoke to him, met him on that mountain, gave him the Ten Commandments. The presence of God was so heavy upon his life, and he murdered someone. And he was probably a person of pride, but he changed. He learned from his failure. And see, we can do the same thing. If, there, if Moses can do it, we can do it. Amen? There's many people that we can read about. I'll just, I'm not going to go over all these examples I have, but you think about Abraham. You know, the Bible talks about Abraham and, and, and really, uh, uh, you know, God held Abraham in very high esteem, wouldn't you think? Well, Abraham, there was a time in his life, you know, when God separated him and he was, you know, going to different places trying to find, you know, the place that God had for him. And he was in a situation where his wife was very beautiful. And, you know, when he went into these lands, the king, you know, what, a, what about your, you know, she's beautiful. You know, what about her? Oh, well, that's just my sister. He lied about his wife. He just lied about it because he was afraid. Well, you think about a person like that and you think, well, how could God ever use a weak person like that who couldn't even stand up for, you know, for his wife and, and do the right thing? But God said, Abraham, you're the father of the faith. You're the father of the faith. And those who come into the faith, you're their father. Now think about that. And you know, there's so many other examples that we could look at tonight, but I'm, well, I am going to look at one more because I think it's just really telling. David, David was an adulterer and he was a murderer. Now, am I telling you that if you commit adultery, everything's going to be great? No, because if you know about David, you know, because of that adultery, the sword never left his house, his house. The Bible tells us he had problems in his family and the adultery opened the door to it. Now, does it always have to be that way? I don't know, but it was in that, in, in that case. But would you say that David was, was a failure in that regard, in that he was an adulterer and then a murderer because he killed Bathsheba, the woman that he was in an, an affair with? He killed uh, he killed Bathsheba's husband because he didn't want it to be known what he was doing, carrying on with his wife. But then God came in that failure, and one day he said, David, you're a man after my heart. My own heart, you're a man after my heart. So I'm not trying to tell you just go out and commit any sin and everything will be okay. I want you to hear this from me tonight. I am not indicating that. You'll have problems if you get into sin. Sin has consequences. But the thing about it is, many, many people fail in that regard. We all fail as far as sin, but some people fail, you know, in, in ways that are greater than others when it, it comes to those kinds of things. But... David was not marked by that for the rest of his life. He was able to overcome, and God was able to call him, David is my man. 
He's got a heart like me. Now that's a tremendous statement, isn't it? And so God can take us in our failure and he can turn things around. I've learned over many years not to throw, you know, everyone out that has failures. At first, bless God, we're people of the word, you sin, you're out of here. It's like, well, if we all did that, then we're not going to have any church. We're not, God's not calling the church to kick the church members out. What he's calling us to do is restore people who fail. And they get restored back into a right place in relationship where fruitfulness can take place in their life. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.